Welcome back to the Two Black Runners podcast presented by the Runner Report. I'm your host, Joshua Potts, and we got a really good one for you guys, a really, really good one. For the past, like, three weeks, we didn't really have that many interviews going on. We didn't have that much going on. It was hard to get guests, but we're back. We're back. We got guests going for the past, like, two weeks, and I hope you guys have been enjoying this. And it's really the perfect time as we get into this holiday season. Like, honestly, it's a great time to really just sit back uh, get your hot cocoa, uh, watch some snowfall outside the door. But if you live in California, just just soak up all that sun, to be honest. But yeah, let's just get right into this podcast. We have a really good one today. And we know we like YouTubers and we like people that are out here pushing the sport of running forward. We have a guest for that today on the podcast. But before we get into it, I got to introduce the brother from the same mother, Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts. How's it going, Aaron? Hey, great to be back on another Two Black Tuesday. We finally got back on schedule and we got a good one lined up. I like how we're we're switching it up this week. We haven't had uh, a guest like this before, so I think it'll, it'll be very interesting for all of our listeners today. And yeah, I'm excited to just get get into it as always. Yeah, bro, it's going to be a really good podcast, bro. And for you guys know, I think this podcast is going to come out like two weeks after we record it. So this is right after Thanksgiving. Just to give you guys a heads up if we're like talking kind of weird. But yeah, it's going to be a really exciting podcast. And that's because we got Jamie Reviews on the podcast. Jameson Michael. He got like, he's a YouTube star. He's a YouTube sensation. I'm talking about over 60,000 subscribers on okay. YouTube and his running and his running reviews, running shoe reviews. And we got him on the Zoom call today. Join the Two Black Runners podcast, making it three black runners. And he's on the Zoom. Jamie, how's everything going, my man? Man, listen, we in here. I'm excited. I was really amped up when you guys invited me to be part of this. So, you know, I'm glad to be here. But before we start, I want to just give, um, ask for a moment of silence. Um, As of this past, like, two days, uh, we we lost someone dear to us. Uh, Nate Robinson, former NBA NBA player. Uh, He was down for the the count. R.I.P. R.I.P. But other than that, man, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm just glad that wasn't one of the guys from track and field, bro. We, we're smarter than that. The NBA, oh. they ain't that smart. They ain't that smart. But track and field, <laughs> hey, we, we still we still saving grace. We still saving grace. After, after watching that, I'm thinking, man, like I, some of these retired track athletes might have better hands than than these basketball <laughs> players, you know, like. You know, we get the athlete out there. I think he would do better than than Nate Rob. Right. Might be honest. I mean, I want to see Justin Gatlin out there. You know, Jake hey. versus Jake Paul. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> Let's set that up, Put bro. In the atmosphere. Put in the atmosphere. Yes. It may happen. It may happen. This may be his last year after this Tokyo 2022. Okay. Jake Paul versus Justin Gatlin. Hey. Hey, I would, I would love to see that. I feel like Justin Gatlin would low key give this man hands. We got. We gonna Joshua. Let's reach out. Let's reach out to. Let's reach out to this dude we'll and let's see what team. we could do. We'll reach out to Triller. We'll set that up. Get get Snoop, get Uncle Snoop on there and, and <laughs> be on and popping. <laughs> but that's why we really want you just to bring that type of energy to the podcast, Jamie. And I think it's gonna be a really good one. But before we get into this, could you kind of just describe like what you do to the people? Cause I don't think a lot of people a lot of people may not know like what you do, like as like a running shoe reviewer on YouTube. So could you kind of just like describe that for some? Man, like, I couldn't even tell you what I actually do because I don't even know half the time. 
But the one thing I do know that I do, that I always focus on, is giving the people what they want. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, that may change sometimes. Sometimes they want reviews. Sometimes they want advice. Sometimes they want tips. Sometimes they just want something to laugh at. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a guy, I don't take myself too seriously. So, you know, I love running, but I come at the perspective of just like enjoying what I'm doing, having fun, you know, making the community more of a, a fun place. Funny, running should be fun to me. So that's kind of where I come at with the whole running thing. But yeah, um, I do reviews on shoe products, uh, running specialty gear. I mean, I was just uh, using a massage gun I got from some random company this other day. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to test things out and let people know if it's good or if it's trash. Just like that. Hey, I, and I love it. The key words you said there, like you you want to make everything fun. And that's what we're here. That's what we're about here at the Running Report. But before we get too deep in, deep into that, we want to just ask, like, how was your Thanksgiving? How was your Thanksgiving? You just said you came back from a, tra- a camping trip. How Man, was all listen. that? Let, let me get into this right quick. So my friend who does reviews with me, they had the idea to go for a camping trip. I said, that sounds fun. Where are we going? They said Las Vegas. Now, for those who don't know, I live in Austin, Texas. Vegas to Austin's real cheap. It's like a you know, $50 flight round trip, 60 bucks. It's cheap to fly back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I said, yeah, let's do it. Well, I find out about a week prior that we're driving to Vegas. Oh, so that's a mission. That, yeah, it's a 20-hour <laughs> drive there. And we're staying there for nine, 20-hour drive there. And we're staying for nine days. And then 20 hour drive back. So needless to say, like I've been through it all. <laughs> so when I go, when I go home last night. I showered, slept in my bed. It was a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it, was, it was an actual blessing to be in my own bed right now. So yes, that, that was my Thanksgiving. It was fun. It was eventful. I climbed some rocks, went on some adventures, got lost in the mountain, actually got lost in the mountain. And yeah, I, I, I made it. I survived. Hey, that's definitely hey. stuff to be thankful for. That's that's to be thankful for for sure. Yeah, yeah. We thankful that we thankful you made it back uh, to get on. You, you you made it back to give the people what what they want. You know, on the on this two black runner uh, podcast. But um, also, like as you were saying, you got a lot going on uh, with running. You you do it all basically with these videos. Twenty uh, twenty has been an insane year with with COVID. And all those things, and yeah, it's been harder for some than others, and everything. But what are some of the challenges that you faced this year with with the videos, or did you face any challenges on that end with with some with your work? Well, for me, like a lot of my channel is based upon like having people with me, my friends, community. I wanted to have people join me, and so when COVID hit, you know, having having a quarantine and not being able to go outside and being around people really affected my videos, at least. You know, so it became a thing where I had to like be more of a strategic of how I did things and kind of come up with more creative ways to do stuff. Like we did, a, we did a shoe review like all indoors. Yeah, I think it was, it was some Asus review, and we were just like, "This is the best pandemic shoe you can get on the market." You know, yeah. kind of make, make fun of the, make, make light of the matter. Um, other than that, I mean, fortunately, it is the internet, so you know, it, I can I can still upload and do stuff like that. You know, just different kinds of content. And I think with the pandemic, you know, it's a lot of negative. Obviously, we know the negatives, but the positives is that because people couldn't go to work or weren't, you know, doing things as much, they were having to be outside and exercise. And I think running definitely boomed up since then. And I feel like I had a whole new audience of people who were just wouldn't otherwise have found me. Mm-hmm. 
it was kind of cool to kind of see like beginner runners kind of seek out information and things that we kind of think of you know we're all runners we know about running but a lot of new people coming to running may not know like what a tempo shoe is or yeah. what a fart yeah. lick is or why should i get this shoe over that shoe so it's kind of like going oh you know back to the basics type video so it's kind of a good way to kind of reintroduce the running to a whole new audience i think that's kind of cool about the their situation did you like uh lose any motivation though when making those type of videos and just like being stuck in the house for hours on end almost like you're camping in your own house like how you're on that camping trip did you lose motivation to create at all or anything like that a, a little bit i mean it was just just you know mentally you know I'm, I'm a very positive person and then when i'm in a negative mood i kind of want to stay away from people like mm -hmm. I, I bring positivity out so when i'm in a negative mood i kind of like don't want to upload as much cause i don't want to put that vibe out there i just i believe in vibes i don't want to put it out there yeah so it's kind of i mean to an extent a little bit but then also it's just one of those things where it's just um it was also a way to kind of get my mind on something else like just to stay busy yeah yeah the last thing you want to do is stay at home you're just you know Think about all the negatives. You no, know, people lost their jobs. People lost money. People lost a lot, a lot of stuff. So the last thing you want to do is just be, you know, in that pity party by yourself. You no, know, but having that community of YouTube definitely kind of gave me that that positive like feedback, that that that, inter that interaction that I don't get because we can't talk to people. So yeah. I've saw a lot more YouTubers, including myself, doing more lives. You no, know, interacting mm -hmm. with people because that's our way of being social to an extent without you know spreading all the all, all the Rona. Most definitely don't want to spread that Rona. But once again, I just want to give a little shout out right now to everyone that just consumes uh, Jamie's content, our content. Like y'all really do push us, you know, and, and, and you help us every day to keep on being better. The same thing with me and Joshua when the pandemic hit. That's kind of like right around when we started Two Black Runners. So it definitely we've been doing it. This is number 34, Joshua. This is going to be 35, but yeah, 34, 35. Oh, this is going to be right number there. 35, but yeah. yeah, we've been doing it every week. I mean, we're coming up on a year soon, so having that virtual community um, definitely is helpful, but I also wanted to ask just, you know, how did you, how did you become, you know, this super positive, like funny, giving the people what they want type of person? Like, how did you grow up? Grow up? Where are you from? And, and, and all of those things. Oh man! All right, where am I from? So I'm originally from St. Paul, Minnesota. Many people don't know that. They assume I've been in Austin my whole life. Um, my my dad side of the family was from Minnesota, and my dad and my whole dad's side of family, um, we were we were jokers. We just roast each other. Mm -hmm. Just always mm -hmm. playing around, just you know, just being goofy. So I kind of kept that same like my personality's always been that type of way, just making light of everything, roasting everything, not taking too many things serious. You know, sometimes it gets me in trouble, but that's that's part of it. <laughs> So, you know, definitely when, uh, when it comes to running and videos, it's just, you know, I always say be yourself when, run, run, when you know, doing videos. And that's just how I am. So I didn't want to filter myself. I didn't want to cater to be anything that's, that i already seen. Because, I mean, I was, I mean I, I've watched a lot of YouTubers before I got into YouTube. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. I mean, I'm a fan of what they're doing, but I don't want to do that. I want to put my spit on it. And it which yeah. is just you know, nonsense, saying outrageous things, making, you know, maybe – not the not the most political correct analogies of, of shoes something something else but just be relatable and just be you know have fun with it not take myself too seriously and at first it was a little standoffish from people but then i think after a while people thought okay he knows what he's talking about he's just being a goofy about it yeah mm -hmm. yeah sometimes people think oh, he's just joking around too much but it's like oh but he know what he's talking about but, yeah you know 
And I feel like in the in the running world, for sure, it's a very, I don't know. And I feel like more so, for sure, like in the distance running world, like a lot of it is very like etiquette, you know? I mean, I feel like we're seeing changes, but they're, they're all about like, there's that running etiquette being like, I don't know if the word, the word's not politically correct, but there is like a certain way they want you to speak and be technical, like yes. all these like different jails and stuff under the foot. So yes, for I sure. Know. The terminology is definitely they want it to be a certain way. That's what, that's what we're used to in, in a distance world. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what kind of made me me. You know, shake things up and kind of bring the I guess like layman's terms to like these terms that we use. But I also would like to say too. I feel like even like even in sprinting too, or just like once you get into like track and like meets like professional level, they kind of make track into more of a gentleman sport. Yeah. Supposed to when like you go to like a club track race or high school, even like college, I feel like they start doing it more like a gentleman sport, but like they make it more to like a gentleman sport. Like when somebody's like celebrating and like, it's kind of like taunting, you're like, oh, you don't, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. When like, and at the end of the day, like it's really just all fun. It's just the emotion of the game. And it's all like, bro, if, if Jake Paul knocks out Nate Robinson or if Hussein Bolt destroys the field, like, let the man celebrate in the dude's face. Like, let him, let him, let him celebrate a little bit. That's how I feel. That's how I, feel. 100%. I agree 100%, man. Think of any, any other sport that's major that we love. The NFL, the NBA, like anything. Half the fun is the celebrations. It's the, it's the yeah. excitement. It's the cockiness. It's mm-hmm. like, Sure, Le- LeBron James could go for a layup, but it's more fun when he dunks on somebody. Yeah, put, yeah. Put, put, put a windmill with it, you know? It, it adds more to the flavor. It adds more to the excitement. And, you know, and I'm a big proponent of track and field. I love track and field. Mm-hmm. And people say, we want to see it grow. Well, if you want to see it grow, you got to make it fun. People like to have fun. People like want to yeah. see exciting exciting things happen. I remember it was uh, Maurice Green who, like, um, ran the 100-meter dash, and they had the fire extinguisher, like, <laughs> running yeah, yeah, yeah. so fast, it was hot. Like, that's just ex- – I remember that because that was a, a point that I remember. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exciting. I don't remember yeah. the guy who ran past the line and just goes, all right, thank you, guys. This has been good. Have a good day. See you next week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I definitely wish the, 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 the exciting would come back, the excitement would come back to the track and field and just running in general. Yeah. And, th- I mean, that's what that's what we're trying to trying to do here. You talked a lot about, you know, being yourself and putting that personality out there. And I feel like that's something me and Josh will try to bring to our podcast and to our Instagram uh, with every post we have because, like, in addition with the celebrations, it's also like what makes it better is when you have uh, um, the commentator, when Steph Curry makes that three yelling, bang, bang, or like you got Stephen A. A. Smith like uh, going going off. Like that's the stuff we grew up watching and loving and, and, and it really influenced us to this day. Um, also wanted to ask you, how did you get into running though? Did you run track growing up or anything? Uh. I would say I started running, I would say junior high school track. So I was probably like in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was just more like, a, I'm, I live in Texas. You know, you want to play football in Texas. Every, every young man plays football in Texas. I tried, you know, I failed. <laughs> and I would say uh, my, football, my football career pretty much ended around eighth grade where, um, you know, the, the, I was on the kickoff return team. And I'm the guy who, I don't, I don't receive the kick. I'm the guy in front of that guy who blocks so, so he can run. Yeah, yeah. I said, all you got to do is just block somebody. So I'm like, that's what my only job was. And the kickoff came. The kick came really short and came right in front of me. And I was Uh-oh. like, my coach was like, pick it up. I'm like, what do you want me to block? <laughs> all right, so I picked it up. 
And for that one moment, I had that, that movie star moment where I'm like, all right, this is my chance. So I pick it up, I get up, and I run it. You know, I'm, I'm a speedster, right? So I'm going fast as I can, full blast. I'm going to just, I think at the time I was watching like uh, Dante Hall, like an NFL. I'm, in my mind, I'm Dante Hall. Uh-huh. And about four seconds later, I woke up on the sideline confused <laughs> on what just happened. <laughs> on what just happened. Uh. And all I remember is like, kind of like passing out, getting home, and my mom said, you're done with football. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that's I found nice. track and field. <laughs> hey, that's no, that kickoff return is no joke. I, I mean, I played football Dangerous. only in middle school, but it was always like kickoff returns, like on the opposing end, when you're on that defense, it's like, go crack somebody. Yeah, you gonna go. You gonna. It's fun because it's like you just gonna hit somebody. You want to catch the one when they're not looking. So that kickoff return is deadly. You could definitely Boy, get dangerous. Robbed. Dangerous <laughs> man. I'm, I'm still. I'm still scarred from that man. You went in and you you found running. Uh, you found running that in middle school and went on to high school. How did everything go into high school? And then did you end up running collegiately as well? Yeah. So high school was a trip because like I was probably like average fast my team like there's probably like about nine other guys that were faster than me that entire time i was there so freshman year um some guys got ineligible and then we i was like maybe the, the seventh fastest guy so i was on jv like the third strength the third you know handoff on th- jv yeah yeah and then um one of the guys had an argument on the diversity side like one of the fast guys and the coaches kind of got mad at him and i was just overhearing all, all that was happening and he was kind of said something to the effect of, you can't be replaced. You think you can't be replaced. And he was like, y'all, y'all need me. Y'all need me. And he was, and he, I remember the coach looked at me and was like, we don't need you. We can get one of these freshmen to take your spot. And he just pointed at me. He said, and so he, he said, put me on blast. And he was like, he said, you know, get your ass out of here and you do left. <laughs> and said, hey, you, Jamie, get, get over here. And that following week with no prep, with, I didn't earn anything, by, mind you. I was on that varsity relay, and I know for a fact I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to even, like, I'm not even the fastest guy on JV, let alone be on the varsity uh-huh. team. I'm just here to prove a point, for, for him to prove a point, that they don't need him. Mm-hmm. So I'm nervous as hell. I don't know what I'm doing here. So we run the relay, whatever. Somehow we got second place on the relay. So I'm just, like, glad that I didn't mess it up. So I'm thinking, all right, it's been a week. So now the, the guy can come back. They can apologize. Things go back to normal. It, it didn't happen that way. He kept me on the relay. And every hey, week, took his spot. Every week, it kept going. I'm, I'm going to relay. I'm like, every week, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting fired. I'm, I'm getting demoted back to JV. We just kept going. We kept going. And eventually, we made it to the state finals. Oh, dang. And even to this day, I'm like, did that really happen? Like, was that supposed to happen that way? Freshman year, too. Freshman year, made it to the state finals on the relay. And, and I'm going to tell you to this day, I still don't think I was in the in top six. In that school, I was probably like the, the sixth, seventh person as far as speed, but mm. I think it was just how how it went. Anyway, from that point, I was like, "Well, I'm decent at track, so I'll stick with track." So that's what I stuck to up until graduation, and then um, I graduated. I mean, we had our original we had our original meet in high school, and uh, I had a coach from University of North Texas, kind of in the Dallas area. Reached out to me and was like, "Hey, you know, you got all you seniors want to you know try out for our team. We were taking walk-ons. If you're fast enough, scholarships." And I was just like, "I don't. I never thought about running past college. I honestly didn't think I'm even going to college. Didn't really care about college. I'd have my mind set on going to the army." Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that kind of happened. 
and then probably like a month before, like the summer was over. Now, I was about to sign on to the Army and everything, but then I had a random coach <laughs> reach out to me from um, West Texas College. Never heard of the school. Don't know where it is. Never been to West Texas. Don't, nothing about it. But they had just started a brand new program. It had no runners. Yeah. But had all the scholarship money. And they needed runners right then and there within a month of notice. So I was like, why the hell not? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I took the bag and went, the bag. went, went, went to, with the West Texas. So that was kind of my thing for a year. And luckily, like, when I was there, I kind of took academics a little more, more seriously. Mm-hmm. So my GPA got up a little bit. So, you know, based off of that, I could go somewhere else. And after that, I was just like, you know what? I want to go to a, 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 a better town. Like, it was a real small town I was in. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to try – what is the best town in Texas? Whatever. Google that. It said Austin. So I was like, well, I'm going to Austin. So I transferred over to a school in Austin. Not been ever since. Wow. It sounds like you really uh, capitalized on your opportunities when they presented themselves from high school on that, on that relay. You know, it kind of just got thrown on you, but you did yeah. your job and I mean, that led, honestly, that simple decision led to you going to college because mm. you weren't even exactly. thinking about it. I wasn't even like, thinking about it. Which is crazy uh, with, like, just a little thing. It's crazy what running can do, though. Like, and, like, now your, your career right now is just making videos, reviewing shoes and everything, and that all started yeah. from – Shout out to that coach that put you on that four by one. Right. Hey, shout out to Coach B wherever you at, Coach B. <laughs> no, man. Sometimes this is amazing. And like I'm sure you guys do the same thing. You think about that one decision, that one moment where that that fork in the road came in your life, and it could be a it could be a small decision or something that happened, but that one small thing affected so much later on in hindsight. You're like, man, yeah. it's just crazy how things can happen. So. It makes me just live my life a little bit different now. I'm kind of like, all right, let me just, you know, make good decisions, you know, and take advantage of opportunities, so. Exactly. Uh, also, when did you, were you always into, were you always into shoes just in general? Like, when did you oh, start man. collecting shoes? Absolutely not, man. Like, so when I ran track in high school, I was just, whatever the school gave me, which were like some old pair of ASIC gels, which I couldn't even tell you which model they were. I just knew them as ASIC gels. Um, that's it. I wore those, and then when I got into college in Austin, they gave us a pair of Nike Pegasus. Yeah. I just knew, I said, oh, okay, these are called Nike Pegasus. Cool. I'll wear these. So I just wore those. It wasn't until I um, started coaching, um, I guess working backwards a little bit, after I graduated college, I was was in a coach at a high school, in middle school, and then I got an opportunity to coach in college. At a Division Two school, while I was there, we went to uh, regionals, which was in uh, Denver, Colorado. And uh, the, the kids at the time wanted to stop at a running store. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a running store was even a thing. I never heard of a running store. Just didn't know the actual place. So yeah. I went there and I was like, "What is all this running stuff? The shoes and that." So the guy that was working there I had asked him. I was like, "So what's the best shoe?" Not know anything. Of course, he was just like, this noob. Who, who asked that kind of question? What's the best shoe? Yeah. So Everybody asked that question going into exactly. a running store. Everybody exactly. asks, That's the first question. What is the best shoe? Facts. <laughs> you don't, 
And he just like he explained to me what well, depends what you do, yada yada yada. I'm like, okay, I, I get it, whatever. And, I, and anyway, we went back. Um, I got back home to Austin that summer, and I was like, I wonder if they have running stores like that, like in other towns, in, in my town. Well, turns out it's like it's like eight of them in Austin at the time. Yeah. So I went to go work at one. I applied to go work at one, and that's when I literally learned like the shoes, the the categories, the brands. Like I, ne- I never heard of Saucony. Never heard, never, never heard of Hoka Brooks. I just mm-hmm. knew Nike. I knew Adidas, and I knew Fila. <laughs> about all what, I knew about as far, as far as shoes at that time. What made it so interesting to like after visiting that first running store, like to go out and, and apply after that? Like, what made you want to go like work somewhere like that? Well, I was always a fan of running, so I just thought, you know, like I kind of know what I'm gonna do. Because even when you graduate. And maybe you guys can relate. Like when you, you, know, you go to school, you go to college, you get your degree. Most times, some people are not are like this, but like most times, you don't know what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have a degree. You're like, what do I like? Let me kind of like bridge out for that. I said, well, I like running. And I said, well, I think that's interesting. Maybe I could become a manager or something, work, work, work my way up or something. I don't know. But I was just curious and I needed, needed a job. So I thought, well, I'll work this job until I find something better. And the more I got into it, I just started learning about the shoes and the different types of shoes and the stability and the drops and the cushionings and the gels and all the little terms that no one cares about anymore. Yeah. It's just like I learned about it and I got interested in it. And then <laughs> funny thing is the reason why I started doing videos, um, besides just being a fan of like YouTube in itself, it was just I got so tired of like repeating the same lines over and over again to customers about what's yeah. the best shoe, what's the gel, what's stability, what's that? And I was like, what if I just said this one time and they could just like watch it over again instead of me saying it a million times? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what kind of like gave me the idea of like, let me do a video on these topics because people keep asking me these, these type of, you know, questions. Yeah, and it's really like, I mean, I can speak on this too. Like working at Hoka now, I started off at Sports Chalet, and then I went to a Snell's Pace little running store and then running warehouse and now Hoka. And it's like, it's that, it's that running, that running store college, you know, like you learn so much, especially if you work for a, a good running store, you learn so much about these technologies and also like how to speak to the, speak to the customers and like explain to them like what shoe is the best for their foot, uh, for their mm-hmm. running mechanics and things like that so that's cool that you know you got to a point because yeah like i remember working at snow's pace that was the small store i worked at it's like it's it becomes like clockwork like you just got you got lines basically explaining all the shoes like especially like when i went from snow's pace to uh running warehouse and i was doing customer service on the phone like i could describe the the brooks adrenaline like that's easy you know the asics nimbus like I can explain that in like two seconds. I could figure out what 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 shoe you need and, and why it would be best for you. So that's cool that you, you know, th- got the video, thought about the videos uh, through that, through all that education you learned. But did you start off just making the videos for your store in particular? Oh, no. Um, so <laughs> funny thing is, so I was working at the store. And because, you know, when you work at the store, you most time to get a discount. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I want to just like review some shoes because you know I'm a fan of you know uh, the, at the time the Ginger Runner was the big thing. He's still still big now. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, man, I wonder if I could be like him one day. So I was thinking like, well, let me review some shoes. 
I remember I'll, I'll, there was two shoes that were coming out that I thought would be like good ones to kind of get like seen. Maybe someone will find the video. It was a Saucony uh, Freedom One, Freedom ISO One, and it's a hundred and sixty dollars shoe. So I have my store discount. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy this shoe with my discount. And then I'm gonna do a video on that. So it's kind of what got me started with just like doing the whole like video, like explaining what the shoe was, what it felt like, what it did. And it kind of branched out from there as far as the whole like style of video. But yeah, it was kind of just, the store definitely kind of led me to doing the videos because that's where I, I learned the, the products. That's where I got the products. So it kind of, the store definitely like kind of bridged me over to the YouTube to kind of have the, the, the resources I would say. What uh, what YouTube videos did you watch growing up? Like, what was like your main interest on YouTube, or what are some of the funny ones you recall? Oh man, like, like running wise, because I mean, honestly, I was probably watching just a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> I mean, I love um, what was the nonsense? Um, I I love food reviews. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you guys know what Dame drops. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he does. He does the uh, fast. You've seen him before, in, 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 in You're a on car. the Burger King commercials. Yeah, he made it now. He's he's big now. Yeah, he's he made it. <laughs> yeah, so he would just be like this big old dude just in his car, just talking nonsense about like really critiquing these like fast food burgers, <laughs> like really get into it, like explaining it, and giving these funny analogies, and like how the food was so good, and you know, it's just like it was hilarious. Like even if you didn't care about the food, it was just his personality yeah. that like. I gotta see what we gonna say about this burger, yeah, or these fries, or wherever these, wherever these chips he's eating, and it would just be funny if he didn't like something. It was the best video because he would just overreact. <laughs> and Wait, so that's. I think I have seen these, but keep continue. Yeah, I think I have. Seen yeah, these. <laughs> yeah. Some so I mean definitely like Dame Drops was definitely someone who just inspired me to kind of like, kind of take that vibe of into running like that whole like real funny just nonsense but still keeping it real. Like into running, and funny enough, he actually ended up uh, giving me a shout out on his on his channel. Like crazy, oh, shoot. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I could probably find it somewhere. But yeah, he actually gave me a shout out on his channel and my my channel on there and everything. And follow me on Instagram. It's flex, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I forgot where I was going with this. Also, I was wondering too. Like we talk about, you brought inspiration from like YouTube channels. What about just like from entertainment in general? Because you're definitely at least like in the running entertainment like industry. And like today marks would have been Chadwick Boseman's 44 uh, 44 year old birthday today. And I'm just thinking off of that, like I definitely, if I end up doing more entertainment in the, in the future, that's definitely gonna be someone that like inspired me. And I feel like a lot of people. Um, just everything that he did but like what were some people just like an entertainment of, of maybe shows oh. or movies that you stuff you watched as a kid that brought you to like being an entertainer nowadays yeah man i was a big fan of uh chris tucker mm -hmm. just like everything he was been in you know about the benjamins friday like i just i just yeah. love like his uh do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> come on man <laughs> like just the way yeah and it's funny because like I look back at those videos, movies, and like they say, like half the stuff it was improv. Like he didn't even say the lines the way they was supposed to say. It. He just said it how he uh -huh. said it. It's just funny. Uh, I love a uh, Chris Tucker, Martin Lawrence was funny to me. I love the Martin Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, Gina. He <laughs> made Gina, man. I, to this day, I always say, man, I, I need to find my Gina. Like that's, that's my goal right there. That's like that's goals. Uh, but yeah, Martin Lawrence, Chris Tucker. I mean, Will Smith, Fresh Prince. You, you gotta watch that show. Everyone watch that. 
But yeah, I would say just, I mean, I think the vibe was always like comedic type vibes as well. Kind of yeah. inspired me. Just those people who were kind of like funny, but kind of just like in real situations. It just kind of something, something I can relate to. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's cool how um, you said like Dame, how you like brought that energy into your shoe reviews and created something that we don't see in running. Because as we were talking earlier, like running is made into like a gentleman's sport and etiquette. And I was just thinking like for us as well, like our inspirations for our podcasters, like Jalen Jacoby, uh, all the smoke, but same like Stephen A. Smith, like those guys, they're like, they're like funny and and wild and entertaining. Um, But they're also, they're also relatable to us because like, a lot of those people that are, are inspirational to us, they're they're black too. They're like black comedians in this space, you know. So it's just natural that like, you know, you're gonna bring that energy into into the shoe reviews. Um, but and I think that's why like maybe at first it's just seen as so different because like in this like distance world, there really there really isn't many many like us many like us I mean, here for sure i mean this is i mean the elephant in the room is like people know me as the the black shoe reviewer you yeah. know like that's kind of that's kind of it yeah i yeah. mean I, i've ran cross country you know high school a little bit in college and I, I remember going to meets and being the only like american black person i might you know you might you might see a few kenyans or you know like mm-hmm. african-based guys but as far as like you know black americans i was probably like one the one out of you know a meet of 500 runners or whatever yeah through high school and college so representation is definitely something that you know i kind of feel like i took that upon myself to say oh, well i'll be the person to kind of put it out there which was super scary to be honest with you, you no know, you, you when your audience is mostly one thing and you're yeah. definitely not that there's always that fear of like, well, will they receive me the same way? Will they push me away? Do I belong here? I mean, even starting off, I had many comments like in my YouTube channel was just like, oh, he's a sprinter. He's know he's talking about, or he doesn't. Mm. He just didn't, he, he, it's, yeah, it, it was tough wow. to kind of like you know yeah. read those comments and say like, well, do I belong here? Should I just let people who look like that do it? And I'll just do something else. Like, should I do sprint reviews? Should I just do you know basketball reviews or something like something that more our people in quotes, you know, would do. Yeah. But then I thought, well, if I want to make a change, I want to be represented. I want to make sure that people who look like me won't, wouldn't feel like, oh, I, I don't belong here or that I, I, I can do this. I mean, that's a lot of black runners or, you know, athletes who avoid sports that aren't traditionally black. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to see you know, a kid who's maybe in love skating. They say, you know what? I want to play hockey. Or I want to play baseball for my team, or I want to play soccer. Like, but you know, we're told to. You're black. You can be a sprinter. You play football. You play basketball. That's kind of what we're, you know, like systematically like pushed into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that like stereotype forms too. Like, um, even in our own communities, it's like I ain't growing up. Me and Joshua ran distance, and it's like, oh, you hanging out with the white boys, like blah blah yep. blah. Or like that's why you see the lack of like I have friends that are, are distance coaches that are black too and they have people be like oh like you know you don't know what he's talking about like he a sprinter you know so, and stuff like that so I do think what you're really doing with this YouTube running 
and I, I got to credit Joshua as well with like Rosie, when you started Rosie project, it's gonna like what we're, what we're all doing here, I guess, doing two black runners. I mean, I feel like it does um, start to bridge, bridge that gap and show people. Cause if we've been asked me and Joshua being asked, we don't know other podcasts, like how do we get more black distance runners? How do we get them to even try it? Because there's such that, there's such a stigma around it that it's like a white people thing and everything, or even just running distance or doing stuff. There's such a stigma that sometimes it's hard to even, you know, there's so many talented people that could be, you know, running distance or like you're saying, like playing hockey or golf and those things. And I, yeah, represent, representation really does matter. So what you're doing is awesome, bro. Man, I think what you guys are doing is just as well. I mean, I forgot what Kanye say. You know, we, we we make Black History every day. We don't, we don't need a month. You know, like everything we do is gonna be Black History. You know, we yeah. pushing barriers. We're making it make it a norm. You know, exactly. We, we, mm. we fear to push it to that point. We'll never get to that point. Yeah, and also I just wanted to say too, like you found like your audience. I I was looking back watching your old videos, and I think I seen a video like you did like a Q and A when you hit like fifteen hundred like views, and it was you were talking about how people in your comments were saying you sound like the young Samuel Jackson. You look like <laughs> Daniel Coulier from Get Out. And you also were talking about like your one of your best videos, like the intro, the intro was Happy Days. And like that was one of the best video, one of your best videos at the time. So like you're able to like define, it's obvious that there's a group, there's an audience for us. Like there's an audience in this space and there's a people in this space that are keeping up with like distance running and running in general that want to see this. Cause I feel like even in the sprint space, like a lot of sprinters, they won't be that intrigued into like how deep it is into running as distance runners. Cause like they don't see representation on that level unless they're watching NBC sports with Otto Bolden and, and Sion Richards Ross. That's the only really time they get to see like themselves on the screen when they talk about running. So I think definitely like being there's that audience. I just want to say that that audience is out there and like we're fishing for them. We're fishing for that audience and hopefully we can reel them in with all the stuff we put in out. Uh, I think it'll happen, man. I think it's just consistency and just being persistent through all this. It's just a matter of like you guys putting out videos like every week for almost a year now. It's like, that's what it's going to take. It, yeah. only, it only takes one video to be found by someone to, to find someone else to, to show someone else. Yep. Yeah. As long as we for keep real. pushing it, you know, eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And another thing I was just thinking of, what is really great that you're doing is, I mean, you took it to like just starting this chance, starting your channel um, as a black shoe reviewer and gaining that popularity led to you being able to monetize some of your videos. And now you're, you're showing so much representation because you're showing these different brands that a black face can still get white uh, a majority white audience to uh, be intrigued. And that, that is like, that is huge because for these running companies to be able to see that it doesn't matter that like, you don't gotta look a certain way or, or, or talk a certain way, say some type of technical like terms, you can be funny, goofy, you can be, be your authentic self. You can embrace your blackness and, yeah, you're proving you're proving that there is an audience because 
people are like, yo, we got to send this this dude the new shoes to review them because everybody want to hear what he got to say. And that's that's so powerful. Did you ever think that you'd be making making money and getting free things from doing this? Man, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. Like, even to this day, I still reflect back and I like get shoes in the mail or a box. And I'm just like, it's such a blessing. I'll try to remind myself that because a lot of times, you know, people get kind of big or get used to things and it becomes like the norm. It's like, man, at one point, like I couldn't even afford my own shoes. I was, you know, having to get shoes from the schools and kind of whatever coach gave me. Now I got every shoe you could think of before it comes out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally wearing Kinvara 12s that come out in January, like right now. Like it's cool flex. to me, but it is hard flex. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like that, that idea of like, man, like. A brand that for a brand to even think like I want to we're gonna give out this person this shoe because we think he's worth you know worth it or we want to hear what he has to say about it. That's just like a really like blessing to me to think like man like how far have we come and it's like my my biggest moment to this point. Um, there's a young YouTuber named uh, Max uh, Max B, a uh, young black kid. You know he's I think he's sophomore in high school, just finished his summer, and like he talked to me like really early on. Uh, on Instagram and like he told me you know, I inspired him to like start a YouTube channel and he just mm-hmm. hit his first like thousand subscribers like maybe a few months ago and it was just like to me that was the most powerful thing to think like you know because the brand support me and I can keep doing videos that I can push it forward to someone else for you know a young black person to say and he's a distance runner too yeah makes it, makes it even better so hey just like, shout man. out max b i seen your content we we watching yeah man. <laughs> yeah man so i mean to me that was like i, I call my, my my youtube nephew hey i like that man yeah. and that's that's really what it's about man inspiring the next person and opening opening that door for the next person and letting people know like it really is possible um but we talked a lot about where you're from and everything but what do you think really sets your videos apart from Apart, apart from other shoe reviewers, uh, I would say is that I try to my 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 goal is always to entertain and educate. So I find that perfect blend. I feel like sometimes videos can get kind of like you know talky talky, techy techy mm-hmm. techy, but then I don't want to just talk nonsense where you don't get anything from the from the review. So I find that that blend in the middle. And I think my 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 blend of you know comedy and entertainment and you know education is a very unique blend, I, th- I would say, compared to what I've seen from other videos, from other people. So I would say that sets it apart a little bit. But then it's just, uh, I'm not I'm not scared to say something. Like, if a shoe sucks, and I, I pissed off brands before. Like, <laughs> I won't say any names yet unless we just wanted to make it exclusive, but uh, I pissed <laughs> off some brands. <laughs> and, you know, I call it a um, reviewer timeout. And they put you in a, in a corner for about a few months. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man, I'm not scared to say. It. I mean, I, I know a lot of brands. And I, I know a lot of reviewers, and I won't say any names. With that's, that's I'm, I'm gonna get petty. But I, got, I know reviewers who, if they don't like a shoe, they won't review it just so they won't piss off the brand to stay on the good side. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, no, I'm going to review it. I'm going to say how good or bad it is, and if that means I lose their, you know, their relationship, then so be it, I guess. But that's like a, that's like that's like an L that I have to take, and it's not really. Like you don't get an award for that, you know? Well, yeah, because you're not you're not putting out these videos for the brands. You're doing no. it, you're doing it for the people. For so the people. if you if you li- lying on your people, you know what I mean? That's they're not gonna watch. 
Like they 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 want they're listening to you because they know they could trust you. That's a part of it too. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of times in the hard part, but when it becomes money involved, things become a business. That's what money is. It's a business. Yeah. So when when things are monetized and when things are like rolling, I realize, oh, if if I say great things about this shoe, people will click my link. And you know, that's that's the risk that I feel like a lot of people get kind of that line. Where it's like in our industry of like reviewing stuff or influencing, it's a real thin line of like being yourself, but then people get a little greedy and it can get kind of like, you know, a little blurred with that. And it's just hard, it's hard to tell. So my thing is I always try to be a thought, you know, authentic, say what I mean, mean what I say. If it sucks, it sucks. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've thrown shoes in a, in a dumpster. You know, I've, 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 I've done so many different things that just like, man, this fool crazy, but he would admit that. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I guess I guess some emails from Brooks, man. Once they didn't like the dumpster throw. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it wasn't my adrenalines, bro. I hope it wasn't my adrenalines that no, I wear those. They, they still straight. They still straight. <laughs> but nah, hey, but- I mean, that's how I feel about stuff, you know. And it, my thing is, if I mean, I know what New Balance. They told me like they read our reviews or watch reviews, and they take like input what we say. And they implement it into the actual shoes, like when they're developing mm-hmm. the next shoe. And I, I've had New Balance tell me, like, yeah, we, we made some changes based off what you said in some shoes. Like, I've, I've had Saucony, you know, ask me, it was about the, the Kinvara 9 had just came out, or 10, and they had to ask me about what I thought, but what should, they should change. And there's actually like some changes in the Kinvara 12 that they actually, like, took. And I was yeah. like, man, that's kind of crazy, like... That boy Chad actually listened to me. Well, yeah, you got your finger. You got your finger on the pulse. That's, I mean, yeah. You you have such a big audience. That's that's power with all that influence. Like, not only just you know what people like and and don't like. You well, you get to see like in the comments what they're saying, and you, you're connecting with them all the time. Yeah, for for sure. And I mean, I mean the the, the comment section to me, you were talking about the comments. I tell people all the time, like. You say what you guys want in the comment section. Cause I think you no, know, there's just YouTube, you know, comments and the social media things become such a big thing, especially during the pandemic. It's like we are the we are the the reps. We are the ones who tell the world about what, what's what's out, what's coming. We're we're, we're the mm-hmm. news. What, yeah. what is what's coming up down the line? So I think it's important for like I always encourage my audience to always comment down below what they think about the shoe because I know I'm one opinion. I might say the shoe's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Exactly. But if someone has a bad experience, I want them to comment down so that way the brands can see those comments. Mm-hmm. So for those who are listening, please keep coming down below what you want because brands are listening. I mean, I've heard them straight from their face from New Balance, Saucony. They go through all the comments and everything. Yeah, it's a so, great source of information. Yeah. What do you enjoy most about the process of creating? a review video oh man i just enjoyed the whole um actually like filming it i'm a i've i've, I've learned i've gained more experience in just like the filming process like the the cinematography of it the timing of it use the slow motion you know the different effects i just like the whole like creating the actual like putting it together to make it like one smooth masterpiece in my mind do you uh, still edit everything like you still edit, edit everything all you everything from from start to finish, it's me. I edit the audio, edit the you know, my, my vocals and all that. I'll get the shoes, the camera lenses, every getting the pulling focus and yeah. running with the gimbal when I'm running beside the person. All that, man. But I love that part of it. I mean, that's the part mm-hmm. that I just like, oh, that, it makes me different. 
Yeah. As far as like the the visual, people always say like, man, Jamie, the reason I like your videos because it's just there's pushed quality in your video. Like they seeing the person run in slow motion and it's just the the, the moving and it's moving back and forth. They like that kind of thing. I love it too. So I think that's what I enjoy most about the actual just production of the videos. It's just being out there filming it. Really putting that effort in too. Um, also, I wanted to ask you, like, what's really big on your page? I was looking at this Mary, Mary Beth or Nah, this saga. Um, what 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 is all what is all this? Can you tell us the story behind that? Because that seems like one Mary- of the most popular popular things on. Like, yeah, on- man. So so Mary Beth is someone I met while working at the running store in Austin, uh, and like, and she was a college athlete. She was a she was a UT. She was a UT uh, University of Texas uh, miler. But when I first met her, I had no idea who the heck she was. I just said, oh, new employee. Hi, my name is Jamie. She was, hi, my name is Mary Beth. Yada, yada, yada. We became real cool. Like, me and her, like, like best friends cool. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, I have this idea. I, you know, I want to do videos with, like, with guests. And she was kind of like, sure, let's just do it. And at the time, before I became, like, Jamie Reviews, where I'm now, a lot of people didn't want to help me with, with the videos because the idea was kind of weird to them. They're like, yeah. wait, you want me to like be in front of a camera and you record me running for like 30 minutes <laughs> and then yeah. you're going to do what? And then, huh? And it was just like a lot of like, I don't know, where she was just like, let's do it. Like she got it real quick. So me and her connected like real, like just naturally. And she was like the most humble person. And I think in Austin, there's a lot of this whole elitist like vibe here. We have people who are like, oh, I'm a marathoner. I'm a real runner. I'm, I'm this. You know, they kind of have like, you know, like clout chasing kind of like, you know, they're, they're here. And you know, everyone's kind of just a, a hobby jogger. Where she's the one, she's faster than most people. I mean, she had the, the mile record at UT for like, since she was there. So she's legit. But she's so humble about it. It's just like so modest about her, whatever. Like you can talk to her about yeah. for 10, 20 minutes. And she won't mention anything about how fast she is. If you say that you run, she'll probably ask about your running and how fast you are and you know your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And mm. I think I love the idea that someone could be that fast, like so much, have that much achievement, would be so modest and humble and like more like selfless. And I was like, man, that's what that's what running should be like. That you should be encouraging others, building up others. And so that's kind of where like I got the idea of like Mary Beth, like her her and herself kind of represented the idea of being selfless. You know, trying hard. She worked hard for what she, how, good, how good she is, but she never let it get to her head. She never, like, got too big to, like, be with the people and mm-hmm. still be relatable. So my idea was, like, you know, either Mary Beth, like, you got either accept what she is, like, because she, she is, like, the GOAT. She is, like, the standard with what you should be or nothing. So either all or nothing. Be, like, be great or just get out of my face. I ain't trying to hear it. <laughs> So it was kind of like an ongoing joke where I was like, man, Mary Beth or no. Nah. And I kept saying it to her. And then I kept saying it in the videos and it kind of caught on. And I was like, well, I, I, just, I just keep on saying it. And then next thing you know, half the hashtags and I've seen other people's videos where it's just, Mary Beth or no, nah, Mary Beth or no. Nah. <laughs> and I was just like, well, we'll run with it. We'll, we'll go with it. So yeah, this dude really, the- really coming up with slogans for the culture. He really affected man. the culture, Josh. <laughs> so many dumb stuff I be saying like, they get they get put out. I'd be like, I didn't think that was a slogan, but I guess now it is. <laughs> nice, buddy. Nah, I think the, the the worst one was definitely if you heard of the 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 making Aces great again 
slogan. Oh, I've heard, yeah. I remember I heard oh, about man. that at, at Running Warehouse when that came up, and Derek was oh, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, one, that, went, that one went like low-key viral <laughs> within the running community. I love it because like I, I, I've seen the hashtag make Aces great again on stuff that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> like I've seen it on like people's comments on other videos. I've seen it on, on like Facebook forums, website.com. I'm just like, this is hilarious, man. Like I'm pretty sure there's people out there who are saying it and don't even know where it came from. That's hilarious. That's yeah. hilarious. Make Aces great again, man. But yeah, dude, Aces, like, Aces. Uh, I, I can't tell if they got mad or they're okay with it. Initially, they were like, "Don't say that. We, we don't want to be, you know, in that whole thing." But I think once they realized people were like cheering for them and like staying relevant and kind of, they're like, "You know what? Yeah. We won't, we won't stop them saying it. We, we won't encourage yeah. it. We won't, we're not gonna stop them saying it." And now here they are, you know, coming back you know, on, the, on the comeback. And I'm like, "See, Asics, I, I told you, I had your back when I was down." Hey. Just let so, the cards. Hey, honestly, just trust. Just trust Jamie. Come on, man. Like, trust, trust, trust the process, man. I, I'm not. I'm not here to hurt anybody. <laughs> but you're out here it, making slogans, making A6 great again, and everything in between, and be able to make sort of like this YouTube community, YouTube empire. I would. I would say sixty-six thousand subscribers on your way for sure. Just what advice would you give to anybody? that wants to start a YouTube channel, maybe about running, not about running, or just wants to create something in the near future? Man, I would say just start. Like, I know it sounds, sounds simple, but it's just the idea yeah. of like, you always feel like you want to be somewhere, like you have a vision in your head of what you think it's going to be like. And so we'll, we'll, we'll wait and wait and wait and wait until we feel like we can do that. But the mm. only way you're going to get there is if you start. Yeah. If it's, if it's great, it's great. If it's bad, it's bad. My first videos, you probably can go back to my first videos. It was me sitting in front of the camera with bad lighting with my roommate who was may or may not been under the influence of anything. <laughs> my dog biting me the entire time. I remember, I remember reading comments saying, this guy sucks. Why is he reviewing the shoe? Like, this is the worst review ever. Mm. So just know, like, you just got to put yourself out there and start. And don't worry about all the nonsense and don't worry about like, you know, the quality so much. Just just put it out there and build from there. You, know, you, you learn by doing. Yeah. It's, it's going to improve naturally. And just, um, I know it sounds cliche, but just be yourself. Don't try to copy someone. Don't try to be like a big thing when I first started was uh, my, my rating system. Everyone was like, well, what's the shoe out of five? Or what's the, how many stars did I have? Because that's what, you know, most reviewers were doing at the time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do that because that's what they're doing. I want to do something different. I want to have a different vibe. I want to have a different, you know, system. I want to have a different vibe to me. So just do do what you do naturally. And it's, it's, it's easy to be yourself forever because it's hard mm -hmm. to be something else you're not because eventually you're going to get tired of being that and you're going to end up being yourself anyway. And then your audience is going to be confused on what's going on. Just be transparent, be yourself, say nonsense. Don't try to be too much of anything that you're not and just let it let it flow. Made mistakes. Yeah. Um, and and kind of like what you're saying, I feel like uh, simple decisions lead to like big things, man. Like just keep it, keep it simple. Like just be, you know, just be yourself. And like you said, it's simple. Just, you know, just start. And yes. for you, I mean, like we said earlier in the podcast, like you just, we're like, I'm just going to do my best on this relay. Next thing you know, you know, you end up in college, like simple things like 
can gain momentum like that. So yeah, every little every every little small moment could be a big moment. Yeah, you just never know. But I think we covered a lot. We're almost to the closing, but I had two more. I asked a couple more like uh, running industry questions. I wanted to ask you too was what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on this movement we're seeing um, from one we're seeing the carbon fiber plate movement and then two we're seeing the movement away from minimal to maximal cushion man like I've been going back and forth on this for a while now and I think the carbon fiber plate thing is here to stay it's 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 here to stay. I mean, um, this is probably before our time, but I had some, some OGs kind of break it down to me. The whole idea of stability shoes at the time was kind of what we had for stability shoes. I mean, for, for carbon fiber plate shoes. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it was the new trend. It was to help you run better and don't get hurt or, you know, whatever it was. And that's why so many people were in stability shoes, like, you know, early 90s and, you know, early 2000s. And then we got into this whole minimal movement of like, you know, less that high, like let your toes and arches move a little bit. And we had the, mm-hmm. the minimus, you know, the, just the, the lower stack height shoes. And now we're into this. And then when Hoka came out, which Hoka definitely just changed the game. Like people always say like Nike or New Balance. I mean, Hoka changed the game. <laughs> Shout the out. Whole high, Shout out to them. I mean, the high stack height, high cushioning, comfort shoes. I mean, they've even translated into like the whole like casual market. Like yeah. I've seen people who don't want to run rocking some Hoka Clifton's, the, the you know the outdoor voices collaborations. You feel me? Like they got hey, it they all. Fresh, don't sleep. They got it all. <laughs> but I really feel like the new trend now. Every every shoe company is doing high cushioning, carbon fiber plates, and I don't see it changing. I mean, I'm seeing like the legacy uh, models from like New Balance like gone, like the New Balance 1400 racing shoe. It discontinued because hmm. I mean, there's, there's just not a market for that anymore. Like yeah. everyone wants more cushioning, they want more stack height, they want a carbon fiber plate. So, you know, all the brands are kind of pushing towards that. And what sells the most? The high cushioning shoes. Every brand, if you go to any brands, it's like most selling shoe compared to their, their their high stack height shoes versus their more firmer shoes. What's selling more? So at the end of the day, money talks. And I, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. I like what you said, too, about, um, yeah, because, like, I mean, that was before my time. Like, I could imagine when stability shoes first came out, it's like, oh, you're going to be running more efficient. You're going to mm-hmm. be less likely to have in You're going to less likely less likely to have injuries. And, like, that's what we're hearing right now with the higher maximal cushion. Like, oh, you're less likely uh, to get to get hurt, you're going to have cushion under your feet, and then you got the carbon fiber plate. Oh, you're going to be running more efficient. You're going to mm-hmm. get less uh, less injuries. And I've, and I've seen just, like, slowly, like, stability just start to dwindle and go away. Except for, you know, those really, like, legacy models, like the Kayano, that's going to be around forever. Like, maybe even the – actually, Adrenaline has guide rails, so. Guide rails. And then have you seen the Kayano? Hey, Adrenaline. <laughs> have you seen the, uh, the Kayano Light? I haven't. Yeah, they got they got rid of the, no medial posting. Yeah, so so it, they're even they're kind of admitting like, hey, we're changing the the the, the trends changing from that to what we're, what we're getting now. So I would say this may be the next thing for at least another five to ten years, I think, until crazy. something else comes up. Crazy. So yeah, all the stability lovers, there's still gonna be something there for you. We gonna they gonna switch it up, but 
we'll figure it we'll figure it out we'll figure it out but with that we, ju- we just about covered it all i think i think joshua we're down to these these closeout questions yeah, I think we're about to close out questions. Before we get to it, I'm just going to say thank you for coming on to the pod, bro. Really do appreciate it. And what I really want to find out before we get to, like, our last closeout questions, like, what's next for Jameson Michael? Like, where do, you, where, do you, where do you want this YouTube channel to grow? Where do you want – where do you see yourself in five years? However you want to take it. But, like, where do you see, like, this – what you're doing right now and with your content, like, growing in the next couple of years? Oh, man, I've been thinking about this probably the last, like, three months for sure. And I think I want to get into other things. Um, I'm going to keep my, – my channel will always be based around running in, in some way or fashion. I may, I may want to do some, you know, running more running tip videos, mm-hmm. um, race vlogs. Um, but right now I'm working on a, a running documentary about my friend. And oh, so, so she's actually training for the Canadian Olympic trials in okay. December 21. So we're actually filming this past year, not knowing it's going to be a whole other year until it starts, but you know, um, so we've been working on a documentary with that. So that's a big project that I'm working on. And I just want to do more of uh, just more fitness stuff. Maybe even like show like my, my weight workouts and my actual training that I'm doing and just kind of mm-hmm. different flavors of what I'm doing. Not, not just, no, here's a shoe. I'm out, but just more like more about what I'm doing behind the scenes or like just the people around the channel are more in depth about the people more so than just the, the products. Yeah, most definitely. I most definitely can see that. And just, I think always opening up to new ideas to your audience will always be better. Cause definitely, like you said, if you keep authentic to yourself, like people are going to watch and they're going to tune in for sure. Just because it's Jameson Michael, to be honest, but also you also, you're talking about like your past YouTube channels that you're watching in the past, but what are some YouTube channels that you watch right now? And I really can intrigue you right now. They don't have to be running related, but what are you really watching on YouTube right now? Right now? What I watch right now, um, I watch the the hot takes, the hot wings with, with celebrities. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, I always love the idea of just kind of seeing like the behind the scenes of the 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 person, you no, know, the the celebrity in, in their most like vulnerable moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you no, know, they burn it up like you're watching Shaq and stuff. So I like the hot takes, the hot wings. Uh, who else do I watch? Um, I, a little off the wall, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of Battle Rap. Okay. Okay. So I watch a lot of the Battle Rap channels. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watch any of those, but yeah, there's a... It's coming more of a big thing. I don't know if you guys know the, the rapper Cassidy, you know, Joe Buddings and all them, but they're trying, they're kind of like coming back to Battle Rap, actually. So it's kind of like a little blend of industry rappers and Battle Rappers is kind of like trying to become a more of a thing. So it's been interesting to watch that kind of grow and happen. And then, um, I don't know, I kind of watch uh, a lot of tech reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the name? Uh, Mar- Marquez Brownlee? Yeah, that's the first person right. that came to mind when you said that. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, we always say, like, the black representation. I feel like there's no way you can talk about YouTube representation without bringing him up. Yeah. Like, he's, I think, one of, if not one of the biggest tech channels on YouTube. I mean, every, mm-hmm. every major brand goes through him at some point. And... It's a black man in front of the camera, and I think that's that's very powerful. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I watch him just support him. Even if I'm not interested in the product, I just watch him just to support. Do you ever yeah. uh, see yourself like, because you know you have so much knowledge with all these different brands. Do you ever see yourself like doing anything else in the industry, um, like creating some type of 
creating a store or anything like that or being involved with working with solely one brand would you ever yeah i'm i because I, I considered at one point i was actually thinking about becoming a, like a shoe developer mm -hmm. or like a shoe designer of some sort um or you know maybe on the marketing side or maybe do like the you know the visual commercial behind the scenes stuff for like the what you see on social media for another for another brand i don't know it's all my, my brain's always spinning about yeah. what could i do just hypothetically if i would do this or if the opportunity came would i take it or would i do this but yeah i think i'll be always open to kind of see what's out there like i'm never gonna i'm, I'm always open to, of changing something different i don't, I don't want to do the same thing forever i'll be leaving it evolving a little bit and kind of spread your wings and get a little uncomfortable sometimes yeah because you have so you have so much you have so much knowledge from what you're doing and you're getting so much access to so much knowledge like because I, I feel like you could do i mean i'm sure you're just having a lot of fun right now what you're doing because you're just kind of like your own boss and everything but i feel like there's just yeah there's so much that you could really yeah go with your channel and see what you want to do next yeah honestly my, my real goal if, if i could be real right now is to be like you man i'm trying to be a a sports model <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like when I saw you, for anyone listening to this, uh, listen oh right now, God, please go God. on the the running running rabbit website. Go uh, to the men's apparel. Your boy Aaron, stunning. <laughs> we'll be holding it down, uh, flexing hey. on them, flexing them from, from all the angles. <laughs> nah, man, that's dope, man. Like I, I can lie. I mean, I, I reached out to you when I saw it, man. I was, I was proud. I was like, hey, man. That, like you know, I know that guy. I've seen him before. Like he, he out here, he out here making it. Hey, just doing, just doing, just doing what I can. Just doing what I can. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's goals. Though. That's goals. Calvin that's Klein goal. one day. Calvin Klein one day. Hey, hey. What? But uh, another question. Top three. Top three running shoes of all time. All time. Oh snap! All right, we're gonna go with uh, all time. I did like the. Um, the New Balance Fuel Cell Rebel that came out like two years ago. Okay. But the, the new one. Bouncy. Yeah, I like the bouncy. I think you got to go with the the OG Clifton from Hoka. People hmm. love the OG for some reason. People love the OG so much. And, and so the thing is, I'm not going to say it's the best shoe like in hindsight, but for that moment of what it was in that first moment, and, I feel like that's what I'm kind of breaking it off of. Because in that, in that case – the best shoes were probably the newest shoes out, you know, yeah, yeah, we're always yeah, getting yeah. better and better. But as far as that's how I take the the best of all time, like in that moment, it was so innovative was like, when it came out. It was like, what yeah. is this? Like, yeah, what it was, I never seen anything like it. It felt Bro. way different than anything. It was light. It was squishy. It was it was different. Mm -hmm. I say OG Clifton. I say Phil So Rebel, and I think it'd be kind of blasphemous if I don't mention the Asics. So <laughs> uh, with the, um. I think I'm, I'm gonna go with the uh, that new A6 uh, Nimbus Light too. Okay. Cause like that they 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 did something with that shoe. Okay. But that's my top three right now. But you know, the, to, depending on if you ask me tomorrow, it may change up. But you know. Hey, but if y'all want need some more reviews, you gotta go to the you gotta go to the channel. You gotta what? you want the full review. You gotta go to the channel. You gotta subscribe, Joshua. Make sure you put that. Make sure you put the that in there. Be, link will be down below. Come on, bro. Ring that bell, man. Ring that bell. Go to the kitchen bell. <laughs> then also, we ask this every single time somebody's on the podcast. Who should we have on next? Who fits the two black runners mold? Who do, who do we need on here to really chop it up with? 
but my cousin Jordan Thomas. <laughs> okay. Because I'm on it. Jordan Thomas, JT on YouTube, does shoe reviews, uh, running gear reviews on watches. He got the cinematography. He he's helping out with like um his local run group. Um, they're all a, a, a black. I think it's called um I forgot what it's called um. He had a cool name to it, but it's basically an organization of, of black runners coming together to run together and like show, showcase themselves. Black women, black men running distance. I think that'd be something you guys would. It inspired me to kind of see it because he kind of took, took that upon himself and show the world that. Mm-hmm. Or Tom is on YouTube, man. I think he's a definitely a good guy to to take this podcast to the next level. Okay. Oh. I, I can maintain a little bit, but he can take to the next level. Next okay. level. Next, next level. Yeah, I like that. Happen. I like you know, that. I, I looked uh, him up right now. I looked him up yeah. right now. Based in Baltimore, lives in uh, I think L.A. Uh, but last question we got for you is: What mark do you want to leave on the runner world when it's all said and done? Man, I just hope that the people who wasn't into running or maybe not have gotten into running look back and say man like jamie inspired me to make running fun or he inspired me to kind of get into running because my goal is to make it not intimidating i don't want to overwhelm people i don't want to have this this uh, elitist feel or you know you're not you're not a marathoner you're not this you're not this fast i wanted to feel like oh like he has fun with this i have fun with this and he kind of kept that mentality to, to where i could be part of the running community because i wanted to grow mm-hmm so as long as if any person ever say you no, know, I was I had fun running or I got encouraged to run because of Jamison, that that's all I want. You ain't, you ain't got to send no money down to me. You ain't got to, just as long as you can build the community up in a positive manner. I'll take that. I'll go home and I'm chilling. For the culture. For the culture. I love, I love it, bro. I really do appreciate you coming onto the podcast and really do appreciate the listeners for listening all the way through this. And yeah, man, it was a good one, bro. We really, we're really, uh, we're rooting for you. We're in your corner and everything that you're doing for sure, for sure. And we'll definitely be watching, bro. And just thanks for coming on. Aaron, you got anything else to say before we close, close it out official, official? Uh, great, great podcast, bro. Really appreciate uh, Jamie coming on. And like, for real, Jameson is a real good story about how much running can do for somebody like, how much opportunity that there really is uh, in this running world. So yeah. it was awesome Good to facts. speak to him too. Cause he's all about, he's like, like us too, all about the culture, pushing the, pushing the sport forward, getting more people involved. So I, I think this was one of the, one of the best ones that we've had, honestly. So I, I think everyone's going to enjoy it. Yeah, bro. I really do appreciate you, Jamie. Really do appreciate you. Thank you guys for having me on, man. I mean, it's, you guys appreciate me, but I just think it's just honor when people will reach out to me to say, hey, we want you to be part of something. Because to me, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just the same dude I was, you know, five, six years ago. I'm just like, if you want to ask me, I'm just like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Take, taking the time out, you know, on your on your platform. And I hope that one day I'm going to look back on this and go, dang, man, I was part of that? It's too big for me now. I can't even get on anymore. <laughs> hey, you're always welcome here on the Two Black Runners. For sure, for sure, bro. Thanks for coming on, man. See y'all next week on Two Black Tuesday. Let's get it. All right, that was fire, y'all.
that was fire. 